Um, there was um, people asking me this week about, you know, as I was uh, putting it out there on social media, what is BGTV? What's it going to be about? And y'all, I don't know about y'all, but um, have you ever been spiritually wounded? I have been spiritually wounded so many times. I've been deceived. I've been manipulated, spiritually abused, betrayed. It has been a journey out there. So if you've been spiritually wounded, raise your hand. There's my hand. There's my other hand. My feet are going up. We've all been hurt in many ways. And so I was telling people this week that um, really what this podcast is really going to be about is helping the spiritually wounded come back to the feet of Jesus, come back into the arms of Jesus, and just sharing my journey, what I've gone through, sharing mine and Haley's story, what we've gone through, and just helping the bride of Christ get back into the arms of God. And so um, that's kind of what this podcast is really all about. And as I went to church this morning, as I was walking, as I was sitting there in worship, I began to cry, and I began to just think about all the people in the bride of Christ across this world who have been wounded and they we you know what happens when you get wounded you isolate yourself and you you go out and you hide and you put yourself in a cave and I know about you but when I got spiritually wounded I wanted to isolate myself I want to get as far away from people so I could protect myself and not get hurt anymore and um, sometimes people even isolate themselves from God because they don't want to get hurt anymore. And so um, I'm just wondering for you out there, have you ever been spiritually wounded? And that happened to me. And over the last four or five years, I've been trying to get back to a place where I was really um, excited to really go after God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. But it was just so hard because I knew if I went after God with everything I had again, that what was going to happen? Like what was, what, you know, where was I going to be taken? And this time, was I going to get hurt again? And God spoke to me. He said, Brad, if you know, the Bible tells us that we're to shine our light, to shine our light into this world, that we are the light of the world. And God showed me a picture of me being inside of a cave, being inside isolated somewhere. And he showed me this picture. He said, Brad, when you're in a cave and you have a flashlight, the only people that can see the flashlight are the people that are in the cave with you. And all of a sudden, it began to, God began to show me. He said, Brad, you're only being a light to those people who are in the cave with you, who are in your bubble that you've created to protect yourself from being hurt again. And he said, I want to bring you outside of this hiding place, outside of this isolated place, outside of this cave that you've been um, inside of. And I want you to be able to shine your light again. So this podcast, you know what it's about? It's about me shining my light again to the world and showing people that you can make it through times where you're betrayed, where you're hurt, where you're manipulated, spiritually abused, and you can come out of it even stronger. And you can, you can go out there and let your light shine more than you could ever, ever imagine. So I was asking God for confirmation. I was like, God, you got to give me confirmation that you're wanting me to do this online ministry and come out of this hiding place. And I was reading in the Bible. I love to spend time with God every morning before I go to work. And in 1 Samuel um, chapter 22, verses 4 and 5, I want to read this to you, but I want to give you the setting of what's going on before I read these verses. So King David, he has been chased out into the wilderness, okay? He's been chased out into the wilderness 
um, by King Saul. Now, King Saul's betrayed him. He's hurt him. He's manipulated him. He's deceived him. He's been, he's been chased out in the wilderness. He, David and his, some people were in a cave. They're isolated themselves. They're away from everybody. And all of a sudden, I don't know how long David had been in this cave. He had been in this isolated place. But God sent a prophet named Gad. God sent a prophet named Gad to come to David. And David said, I mean, and, he, and Gad said to David, these are the verses right here. He said, so he left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. Stronghold, another word for stronghold in other versions is cave or hiding. So David, um, so then the prophet Gad said, but the prophet Gad said to David, do not stay in the stronghold or do not stay in the cave. Go into the land of Judah. So David left and went into the forest. Y'all, when I read that, it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking right to me. He said, Brad, do not stay in the cave any longer. Do not stay in hiding any longer. I know you've been hurt, but it's time to come out. And so I don't know if you've been hurt or you've been wounded, but it's time for us. Maybe this podcast can help you journey out of the hiding place, the isolated place where you've protected yourself away from everybody else. And you're saying, you know what? I'm ready to come out of that place too. Maybe we can walk out of these caves, these hiding places together and begin to shine our light. Because God told the prophet David, he said, go into the land of Judah. Judah means praise. Y'all, it's time to come out of the caves that we've isolated ourselves in And it's time to go and praise God publicly with our faith. Because here's the thing, y'all. Satan has tried to, for years, he's tried to isolate the bride of Christ out into caves, out into these hiding places, out into just the wilderness. He's going, you know what? I want to, that Satan just wanted to isolate the bride of Christ so she wouldn't shine her light out into the world. But I'm telling you right now, this is the moment. This is the moment the world needs us more than anything. It's for the bride of Christ, for all believers to come out of the caves we've been hiding in and saying, you know what? We are about to walk out of this thing and shine our light publicly and be excited and be bold about our faith. And now when I say coming out of the cave, coming out of the hiding place, I'm not saying for you today to get involved in a ministry. Let's just start somewhere soft. Let's just start somewhere slow and say, hey, you know what? Let's just begin to tell yourself I'm open to coming out of the place that I've been stuck in. So let me ask you a question. Where are you stuck? Are you stuck in your faith? Are you stuck in the passion that you have for God? Would you, are you stuck and you want to be somewhere else in your relationship with God? Is your relationship with God not where you want it to be? What are you stuck in? This podcast is a journey to help us come out of these isolated places and not to be stuck any longer. Now, I looked through this this verse in 1 Samuel 22, verse 4 and 5, when it said the word stronghold, I went down a bunch of different versions to look at what that word really meant. And I want to give you what a bunch of different versions say about what that word means. So, Gad looked at David and said, come out of the stronghold. Other versions say, come out of the cave, come out of hiding. There's one that says, come out of the fortress. 
Have you built a fortress up for yourself where you're not allowing anybody else to come into that fortress because you protected yourself, you protected you and your family and your children, and you're saying, you know what, nobody can come in here. I'm the one that controls who comes in and who comes out because I don't want to get hurt any longer. I understand because I have done that before. Another version say this, a fort, come out of the fort. Have you built a fort? Another one says fortified camp. Have you built up a fortified camp? that you are the king of that camp and nobody else is coming in and out and you're protecting yourself. This is, a, this is one of my favorite ones. It says here, coming, it says, come out of the protected place. Have you built up for yourself a protected place? A place that you feel protected in and you know what? I'm fine here, y'all. You know what? I'll read my Bible in my room. I'll do this. You know, I'll worship, but I'm not going public with my faith anymore. I'm not going to let my light shine anymore because I'm too scared I will get hurt again. The last one I want to share with you says this in the other version. It says, come out of the usual place of safety. Wow. What is your usual place of safety that you've built up for you? I feel safe here, Brad. I don't want to come out. I'm scared to get involved with other people again. Y'all, it's time. And maybe this podcast can help anybody out there who's spiritually wounded to get the inspiration to say, you know what, if Brad can come out of the cave he's been in, if Haley can come out of the hiding place she's been in, you know what, maybe I can too. And we just want to help give you inspiration to come out of that place you're in and let your light shine again. So this morning as me and Haley were getting ready to go to church, she was doing her makeup, I was combing my hair. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I was there, but just getting ready. And you know what she said? It just, it just hit me in the spirit. She said, you know, Brad, faith is the hardest thing to have when you have been wounded. Isn't that the truth? It's so hard to have faith in God and have faith in other people again when you have been hurt, when you've been wounded. But I want to say this. Did you know that faith is the engine to Christianity? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to go anywhere. The Bible says this, that we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct our paths and make our paths straight. I'm here to tell you that if you'll put your faith back in God and believe that His paths are better for you, even the ones that you have chosen for yourself, when you begin to believe and trust God again, He's going to take you places you can never imagine because He did not die on the cross for you just to be isolated in a cave. He's ready for you to shine your light. And it's time for us as the bride of Christ to go out there and be a light to the world once again. You know what? The only way to trust again is to simply trust again. It's so hard to trust again. It's so hard. But the only way to do it, y'all, is simply to put your trust 100% out there. And I pray that this podcast can help us begin to put our trust in God and each other one more time. You know why? Because eternity is real. Everybody say that real quick. Say, eternity is real. Y'all, the people around you, they're all of us. We're going to spend eternity in heaven or people are going to spend eternity in hell. Eternity is so real. It's more real than this mic right here. It's more real than these headphones. It's more real than this room we're in. You know that eternity was created first. 
And you know what? This was created second. Eternity is more real than everything. And, and, and I'm telling y'all, everybody that we see, everybody we lay eyes on, everybody that you, all your loved ones out there, all of us are going to spend eternity in one of two places. Either we're going to spend it alone, away from the Lord, or we're going to spend it with Him for all eternity in the home that He calls heaven, y'all. We have got to know, I can't be isolated anymore. I've got to get serious about my faith again and shine my light so the people that I love and the people around me, my neighbors and my co-workers, can spend eternity in heaven with Jesus and with us. It's going to be a glorious time. But remember, eternity is real and we must come out of our isolated place. So I want to, uh, you've seen the logo here. You've seen this right here where it says BGTV. So you see that right there. I want to, um, I want to let people have been asking, hey, what does BGTV mean? Well, I want to explain that for a second. So BG is simple, Brad Graydon. But most people would say, that TV would stand for television or maybe online ministry or media ministry. And it does and it can and it has that good spinoff for it. But in reality, it means this. The TV and BGTV stands for the vow. Now, what does that mean? Well, I want you to. So BGTV is Brad Graydon, the vow. And I want to explain that to you. First of all, let's go and see what the definition of the vow is is of a vow is a vow is a solemn promise it's an earnest promise it's the deepest commitment that someone can make to another person so when me and Haley got married oh Haley you look so beautiful coming down that aisle back in 2011 I'm telling you what August the 20th 2011 we're about to be married for 12 years you did look so beautiful but she came down that aisle to me now, when she came down that aisle, did she come down the aisle and say a prayer to me? Nope. She came down that aisle, we took hands, and we exchanged vows, a solemn promise, a deep commitment that no matter what life brought our way, that we were going to honor that vow through the thick and the thin. And you know what? That's what has been a journey. I don't know if, you, if you're married or not, but our marriage has gone, been through good times and bad times, but we are still honoring that vow. Here's the thing. I believe that Christianity, okay, has gotten it a little mixed up about what being saved actually means. When Haley came down the aisle, she said, Brad, I am taking your name. She begate, she, we, get, we, we exchanged vows and she took on my name. She now took on the name Graydon. She said, I want to be one with you. I want to be in a relationship with you and I want to live with you. So y'all, when we give our lives to Jesus, I want to start out this podcast with the most basic things we can start it out with and explain what the vow means. When we say we want to have Jesus in our heart and we give our lives to Jesus, this is what we're saying. We're literally walking down an aisle and he's our bridegroom Jesus is standing at the front. And we are not coming down the aisle to say a prayer. Hey, Jesus, I want to go to heaven. Thank you for dying for me. No, it's a lot more than heaven. Christianity is so much more than just going to heaven. 
Christianity is about making a vow with Jesus. We become his bride. And when we go and we ask Jesus into our heart and we put our faith in him, you know what we're doing? We're saying, Jesus, I want to take on your name. The Bible says that we should, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. So we, when we call on the name of Jesus, we're saying, Jesus, I want to be married to you. I want to be in a relationship with you. I'm going to forsake all others. That's what's in a vow. I'm forsaking all others. I'm getting rid of the things of the world. I'm repenting of the ways that I've been living. And I am marrying you. I'm becoming your bride. I'm becoming one with you. I want to live with you. I want to tell everybody about you. And I'm just going to live in your ways. Y'all, that is what the true gospel, the true Christianity is all about. It's not about just saying a prayer and hoping we go to heaven because, you know what? It's a, the reward of Christianity is not heaven. The reward of Christianity is Jesus. The reward of Christianity is being in a relationship with Jesus. And that is what we got to get our eyes back on. We got to get our eyes off of heaven and back on Jesus and falling in love with him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and all of our strength. Y'all, God, Jesus died on the cross for us. And he wants a relationship with us. Did you know in the Passion Translation, when Jesus died, the last thing he said was, it is finished, my bride. He died for his bride. He died for you and for me, for those of us that have called on the name of the Lord and said, I want a relationship with you, Jesus. I want to be in a vow with you, Jesus. So Brad Graydon TV, BGTV stands for Brad Graydon, the vow, because I want everybody to know that when they put their faith in Jesus, what they're doing is they're saying, yes, Jesus, I want to be your bride and you're taking a ring, putting it on your finger to remind you you're in a vow with Jesus through all of your thick and thin, through the good times and through the bad times. And you're saying, I want to honor my vow with Jesus. So I don't know where you are in relationship with Jesus tonight, but you know what? If you're struggling in that, just know this, that just like in a marriage, like me and Haley had some good moments and bad moments, but we're still in a marriage. We're still honoring our vow. Don't matter where you're at right now, you can honor the vow that you've made with Jesus and you can begin to grow with him again and develop intimacy with him. And so I want to share a little bit about mine and Haley's story with you. And um, it's going to bring a lot of parallels with the bride of Christ in Jesus. So um, you know how me and Haley met? Some of you don't maybe not even know that. But we used to serve in a ministry together. But before we served in that ministry, I was asked to speak in, in one night and I began to speak, and little did I know that God had put a message on my heart, and little did I know that there was going to be a beautiful, brown-headed, brown-eyed girl in that room that night who accepted Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior while I was speaking. The Lord allowed me to lead my bride to Jesus. Now, isn't that Absolutely. I'm going to get teared up, crying. Haley's over there crying. She's over there to tear fast over here. So anyway, the Lord allowed me to lead my bride to Jesus. And we began to serve in this ministry together for a couple of years. And then um, we began to talk and hang out and found out we began to date. We dated for a year. We were engaged for a year and we got married in 2011. 
And it, the first six years of our marriage, y'all, were absolutely amazing. Of course, we had the, you know, the daily stuff here and there with marriages, but it was awesome. It was amazing. We had a great time. But I don't know if any of you out there have ever had marriage problems. Anybody had marriage problems out there for marriage is a tough thing. Well, year seven for me and Haley was absolute hell. I mean, that's all I could say. It was hell on earth. And to survive through that is just really a testimony in itself. And I just have found so many parallels of our marriage and the bride of Christ through all of our marriage problems. And I want to share a little bit about that with you. I get Haley's given me full permission just to share a little bit about what we went through. And so just to start out, really, um, in 2017 and 18, our marriage started getting rocky. I could tell that um, the affection we were showing one another really wasn't there. Um, and I could there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of pain that was developing. I mean, it was like we just it weren't the same. We weren't spending time with each other as much. The I love yous were almost obligated. It was just a place where our love began to, our love that we felt began to spiral down until in 2018 in September, I came home from work and my bride was gone, y'all. She had taken her stuff. She was gone and I didn't know where she was. And y'all, I hit my face. I was on the carpet crying and weeping. And I didn't even know a pain like that and the pain that deep existed. But I was in so much pain when my bride left me, I didn't know what to do. And I remember being on the floor crying and weeping. And all I could hear is I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, Brad, come to me. Now, y'all, when you're in pain and you're in hurt and confusion and frustrated, some of the, one of the last things you want to do is go to the Lord. But y'all, I knew if I didn't go to the Lord in that moment, that I was going to go down a path that I didn't want to go to. Because, y'all, during that year where our marriage was falling apart, I began to be tempted in ways I hadn't been tempted in a long time. I got involved in things that I didn't want to be involved with ever again. I thought things that, that popped up in my life that I never thought I'd be involved with again. When we were having marriage problems, y'all, and it was like the only thing that could numb the pain for me, because one of the things I used to be addicted to was gambling. Every weekend, y'all, I found myself back in casinos, back gambling, sitting at slot machines, blackjack table, yelling, let hit red 21 on the roulette table. I was doing anything in my power to take the pain away. I was trying to numb the pain with gambling. It was the drug of my choice. It was the, it was the thing that numbed my pain. And when Haley left me, y'all, I knew I was headed down a bad place if I didn't turn to the Lord and so I got on my face before the Lord that night and I said, God, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't even know if you want me back into a close relationship. But here I come and I began to talk to him and I began to just spill out my heart how I was feeling. And that night I started a new relationship with God. And y'all, when Haley was gone, there was so much pain going on, like to stay sane when I woke up in the morning, sometimes early, I would just go straight into spending time with God. And then when I got home from work, I would go straight into spending time with God because that's the only way that I could stay sane because of all the pain that I was going through. But I got to share something with you. I don't know, a month or two in to me spending time with God, I was sitting on the couch at my house and I was looking out the window and every car that was driving by, 
I was just praying that it was Haley coming back home. I just wanted my bride to come back home to me. And y'all, right there, as I was staring out the window, it was as audible as I could hear it. It wasn't audible to my ears, but it was the most audible voice to my spirit that I've ever heard. As I was looking out that window, I heard the Lord say to me, Brad, I will help you get your bride back if you help me get my bride back. Y'all, I began to weep. I began to weep so bad because not of the pain that I had, but God had opened up his heart. He had shown me a glimpse of the pain that he was in on a daily basis from all of us, the bride of Christ, who have wandered away from him, who weren't being intimate with him, and we're going our own way. The Bible says that each sheep goes away. On, on, we go on our own path. We wander away from the Lord, and the, God was in pain because his, of the condition of his bride and where his bride was. And y'all, right there in that moment, I made a vow to God. Because I was feeling it. My bride was gone. God was relating to me. The Bible says that he comes close to the brokenhearted. And he's saying he came so close to me, y'all, that he was sharing his feelings with me. He was sharing what he was feeling with me. And that was so close and so special to my heart. I made a vow in that moment. I said, Jesus, I said, I will do whatever I can to help you get your bride back into your arms. Now, here's the thing. The word help. You got to hear the word help. Am I the only one helping Jesus get his bride back into his arms? Absolutely not. There are thousands upon thousands of people around this world who are helping Jesus get his bride back into his arms. But in that moment, I made a vow. I made a vow to say, Jesus, I'll do whatever I can to help you get your bride back into your arms because all I wanted in that moment was for Haley to come home. And I know with all of my heart, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, I didn't care what Haley was doing. I didn't care where she was. I wanted her to come home. I wanted her to be home with me. And I'm looking at you. And if you're watching this camera tonight, if you're watching this video, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, Jesus wants you to come home. He wants you to come home to, to right into his arms. He will open that door no matter what you've done. He wants you in his arms. He wants to be intimate with you. And it's never too late to come home. When Haley came home in November, I remember it was November the 26th of 2018. When she came home, I was so happy and I opened up that door and I threw my arms around her. And y'all, it was the most beautiful moment of my entire life. And we began to work everything out. And, you know, five years later, we're working our marriage out and it's stronger than ever. And God can redeem your marriage. God can resurrect your marriage just like he's done for me and Haley. And now we're having a baby. It's going to be due in October the 9th. And our story, we just want our story to be able to help people out there just fall in love with Jesus again and know that maybe you're having problems in your marriage. God can resurrect your marriage if you just... Give him your marriage. And so I'm just excited about what God's going to be doing through this podcast. But one of the things that we'll be doing every week is I'll be pulling out of, um, I'm trying to see if I can find this right here. Yeah, every week right here, I want to show you um, this slide right here will be popping up every week. It says the journal. Now, simply the journal is a, I'm going to be pulling inserts of our journal every week. And I want to share these with you because um, when I was in pain, 
God asked me, he said, Brad, will you begin to journal everything? Because I want to use your story. I want to use yours and Haley's story to help people in the future. Now, in that moment, y'all, the last thing I felt like doing was journaling, but I knew I'd heard the Lord. And so I'm going to be pulling out inserts of my journal every week on this podcast and to show you guys what I was going through. And maybe it can help you in your marriage or maybe it can help you in your marriage with Jesus. So when I say marriage, I'm not just talking about a marriage with um, your spouse, but also a marriage with Jesus. Mason Woodall just walked into the studio tonight. Welcome, Mason, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got Mason. That's right. Get clapping, clapping. He's in here. He's one of the guys that have been helping me get uh, started in this. And so, man, thank you for being here tonight, Mason. But um, you know what? This journal, the first, um, let's see, the first insert in my journal was November the 6th of 2018. And I want to share with you what was going on November the 6th. Now, at this time in my life, Haley was still gone from the house. I haven't heard from her. I didn't know where she was. I didn't know if God was going to, what God was going to do in our marriage. I didn't know nothing. I was still in pain, still believing the Lord was going to bring my bride back home to me. Now, I was working at a car lot and I was selling cars. Yes, there are used car salesmen out there filled with Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, um, but I was in the parking lot. And, um, and I remember thinking, I was on the phone with a friend of mine, and I told him, I said, this is the first line in my journal. You ready? This is the first line. It says, to the natural eye, my marriage looks dead. To the natural eye, my marriage looks dead. I was telling a friend on the phone, I was like, hey, man, to the natural eye, my marriage looks dead. I don't know if there's any way my marriage can be resurrected. You know what he said to me? He said, don't lose faith. He said, faith is the opposite of what you can see. And there's a verse in Hebrews 11.1 1 that says this. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Isn't that powerful? That in the moments where you are, your marriage may be in trouble, your marriage with Jesus may be in trouble, your finances may be in trouble, your relationship with your children may be in trouble, God can resurrect anything that He wants to resurrect if you'll just let Him. So I began, I, walked, I, was, I was selling cars, I was out in the parking lot, and I walked over behind a truck, and I knelt down and I said this to God. I said, God, I have been trying to resurrect my marriage. And I have been trying to do it all. I've been trying to fix it. But tonight, today, Jesus, I am surrendering my marriage into your hands. And I'm putting my faith back in you. And, I want, and I'm asking you, Jesus, to please resurrect my marriage because I want Haley to come home so bad. And in that moment, that is what I did. I surrendered my marriage to Jesus. Now, I, I, I journaled that in... Um, and, you know, I didn't. And here's what happened. When you turn your life over to Jesus, when you begin to turn something over to Jesus, you never know how Jesus is going to begin to work. Well, I didn't expect him to work the way he started working that night when I got home. God began to work on me. 
<laughs> he, you know, I was praying for my marriage to be resurrected and God began to work on me. He said, Brad, there's so many things in your life that you need to repent of, that you need to turn from and that you need to come in close to me again. And y'all, I began to have one of those snotty nose moments with God where I began to just repent of everything that came flooding into my soul. And I had a night of repentance like I hadn't had in a long time. And I drew close to the Lord that night. I felt so clean. And you know what? It was like I got took into the woodshed. The Lord just took me out. It was like one thing after another. He was like putting on my heart to repent. And y'all, the next day on November the 7th, I woke up and I went to work. Just not even 24 hours later. And you know what? My mom sent me a text and she said, Brad, I sent Haley a a text and I, I sent her a a text of my testimony because I wanted to just show her that God can resurrect anything. And so what, you know what? My mom told me that Haley replied to her. And this is the first time Haley replied to her and said, tell Brad, I love him. And this is the first bit of light that I'd seen in my marriage in months. And it was the, it wasn't even 24 hours after I surrendered my life, surrendered my marriage over to Jesus and re- repented of things. And you know what happens? When you repent, it brings light into the situation. When you surrender it to God, it brings light into the situation. In less than 24 hours, when I surrendered my marriage into God's hands, when I quit trying to fix it myself, and when I repented of the things that I knew I should repent of, you know what? God began to work in my marriage. He began to work in my life and things began to happen like never, ever before. And, you know, the the most amazing thing that happened out of it all, y'all, was that, that I got to know God more than I've ever known him before. I began to learn things about God that I never knew. And knowing God is what this podcast is really all about, because here's the thing, Jesus is desiring intimacy with his bride again. He is desiring us to be in a relationship with him. He's he's desiring for us to remember the vow that we have made with him and to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'm telling y'all, knowing God is what this is all about. But here's the thing. God resurrected my marriage with Haley. He also resurrected my marriage with him. Y'all, my marriage with God was in a place that it hadn't been in a long time. I was as far away from God in those moments that I had ever been. But it was in those moments, in my hard times. If you're going through hard times right now, just know this. Turn to God. God says that He will give you rest. He says that His burden is light. And if you will just cast your yoke upon Him, just go in there. He will come after you. He'll give you rest. And He's just wanting to be intimate with you. He's wanting you to come home. And here's what I know more than anything, that God's ready to resurrect your marriage with him. No matter where you're at, Jesus is ready to resurrect your marriage with him. So tonight, no matter where you're at in your walk with God, just begin to surrender to him. Just find yourself. Maybe you're at home. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're watching this, you know, tomorrow or maybe a year down the road. 
But maybe you're just going, you know what? I need Jesus to resurrect my marriage with him. I feel stuck. I don't have any passion. I want to come out of this cave. I've been spiritually wounded and I'm tired of being stuck in this hidden, isolated place. And I'm ready to be on fire for God again. I'm ready to go after him with all my heart. I'm ready to join people and bring him back, Jesus, to this earth. Because the Bible says in, the, in Revelation 22 that the spirit and the bride say come. And that's when Jesus comes parting through the sky is when the spirit and the bride say come. So I know that you're the you are the bride. We know the spirit is saying he's ready to come for Jesus to come, but are you ready? Are you really ready? That's what this is all about. BGTV, Brad Graden the vow is about a vow that the bride of Christ has made with Jesus to prepare herself for Jesus's return, and I'm telling you he's coming back. He's getting ready to come through that sky to get his bride, and are you ready for this moment? So you know what the way I I want to end tonight is I simply want to pray for people out there for their marriage with Jesus to be resurrected. So no matter where you're at, let's just bow our heads and let's go after God and let's begin to ask him to resurrect marriages, marriages with your spouse, resurrect marriages with him. And let's begin to get serious about our commitment with Jesus because Jesus died on that cross for you and he's ready for you to come out of that isolated place and to come close to him. And if you have walked out of the home away from Jesus, he's ready for you to come back into his arms. So let's pray and let's ask God to begin to resurrect marriages in this town, in this region, in this state, and in this world because I believe that Jesus is getting ready to come back for his bride. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you begin to work in the heart of your bride. God, I pray that you begin to resurrect marriages with you right now. No matter where the bride of Christ is right now, God, I begin to call out to the bride of Christ for those who have wandered away that may have found themselves in isolated places far away from you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring them back home tonight, that they would come back home to you and, and knowing that you're not, that you are ready to open your arms and to bring them back into a strong relationship. God, I pray that every one of us would honor the vow that we have made with you to be in an intimate relationship with you, God. And I pray for all of those out there that have a good relationship with you, God. I pray that that our marriage with you, that our intimacy with you would go to another level with you, Jesus. That our intimate moments with you get better and better and better, God. And I just pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the bride of Christ in this region. I pray that you begin to wake us up and help us to realize that you're coming back soon and that your Bible says in Revelation chapter 19 that it's our responsibility to make ourselves ready, God. I pray that you begin to, to wake us up and in the name of Jesus Christ with the power and authority that you have given me, I command every principality, every ruler, every authority, every power, every spirit of darkness, every demon that's attacking the bride of Christ in this area, that's attacking marriages and that's attacking our marriage with you, Jesus. I command these dark forces to get off of all marriages in this region in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus over all marriages, over our marriages with you and over our vows with you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We're ready to come back home and we're ready to prepare for you to come get us. We want to spend eternity with you. We want our loved ones to spend eternity with you. So we pray you wake us up to remember that eternity is real and that you are coming to get us to spend eternity with you. 
with you and your home that you call heaven. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you have done in this uh, broadcast tonight. And we pray that you just begin to help us grow with you and to know you deeper. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen and amen.